I say it that way because I have set my life to a place where, in reality, that I'm going to be that tool that God's going to use to bring a message to you today. And I don't take that lightly at all. Um, In all the years of ministry, it just seems like it gets larger and larger in my spirit of what it means and the, the thrill it is to be able to give you the Word of God and to help you in every area of your life, because the Word helps us in every area of our life. What I want to do is, first of all, is uh, just let you know, this coming Wednesday, it is Valentine's Day. Don't forget. Amen. Guys, don't forget. Valentine's Day. And my wife says, girls. I always say ladies. But, uh, but this Wednesday, we're still going to have Bible study, though. And um, so if you're out and you're with your honey, that's fine by me. But we're still going to have Bible study, and I have some gifts for everybody that will come as we celebrate Valentine's Day in the Word of God. Uh, Next weekend, we begin our uh, fast, our three-day fast. We call it a Daniel fast because we want to express to you it is not about food. It is literally about drawing closer to the Lord and hearing the voice of God. And so that'll be this Friday through Sunday. And um, the theme of it will be family as we are preparing for uh, what we are endeavoring to do this year regarding family and also Israel. And um, it's an exciting time. I, I, I didn't want to say this, but I really feel I'm supposed to, but I am now researching us having a trip to Israel as a church. And I am, amen. So what I will do is, is I'm researching with some of my friends who have done this for years and who have a great program of teaching as we go. And so as I can get with them, maybe we can invite them to lead it and to be able to do that, and we'll be part of that. So we're going to have an amazing time. So um, the next few weeks, I will be getting some answers regarding that, and we'll be announcing that. So uh, save your pennies, and believe God as, as we uh, desire to go to Israel. And then also, uh, next weekend, um, this is something that is huge in my heart as your pastor. When I came here, the Lord really inspired me to begin what we called Healing School, and or School of Healing, and where we were teaching people what does the Word say about healing. And then the Lord inspired me to change it to a Healing House, <clears throat> because we have, a, we have a culture at Valley that healing manifests. And so this coming Saturday, in the midst of our fast, we are having our healing house in the house of prayer, as you saw the announcement. It's in your bulletin. Please attend. Please be a part of that. It is something that is vital um, for the things that God is going to be doing. And what I'm going to be teaching you in, in Ready, Set, Go, that we are built for war. And what I want to do is I, I want to, um, for us to join hands, if you would, And I know the flu's going around, so um, a lot of people say, don't touch anybody, don't touch anything. 
okay? But hallelujah, the flu's going around. Let me give you a secret. Don't wipe your nose with your hand after you hold someone's hand. Amen? Just practical, you know me. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit that describes your presence here. Lord, I don't take it lightly. I don't take it lightly in that you have inspired and encouraged and commanded that I would teach what I'm teaching the next few weeks. Lord, I pray that our ears would be so open to the things of the Spirit, all the stuff going on, and we all have stuff, Father, that that will not block what you want us to hear and to know. As we dive into the Word of God, I thank you, Lord, for my brothers and sisters. Lord, yesterday as we laughed and we, we got in the Word and we enjoyed all the men in journaling and, and men learned and were trained in how to get in the Word of God, Father, what a great time. This year will be a year of outreach where we, where we literally jump out of our normalcy and into spiritual directives. Thank you, Lord, for our homes, our families. I come against sickness and disease, and in the name of Jesus, we are well. Father, I thank you that Proverbs 3, 4 says that we find favor in the sight of God and man. And no demon in hell can take authority or his power can move upon our lives to where it brings destruction because you have ordered us to destroy the works of the enemy. And Satan, you have no hold upon our lives, our homes, our jobs, our businesses, our emotions, nothing. And we take authority over you, and today is the first day of the rest of our lives. And we thank you, Lord, for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Well, just high-five somebody as you're seated. Praise the Lord. Well, this part of Ready, Set, Go of this series is not for the faint-hearted. But if you are tired of losing, this is for you. We, as believers, are built for war. It's called the church. My goal in this part of the series of Ready, Set, Go is to help all of us understand our true identity. Church, we cannot do anything with purpose without understanding first who we are. At a Valley Community Church, you've been taught, you've been discipled, hundreds have gone through or are in the middle of going through OSL. You've been discipled in those areas, women's ministries, men's ministries, the new ministry of freedom ministries. is breaking through and knocking down the gates of hell. And we are advancing in the kingdom of God, and we're advancing and destroying the works of the enemy that even in generational curses for generations these things have been ha manifesting in your life. 
And I want to say to you that today is the first day of the rest of your life. And today you can put an exact stop on the things of the enemy and begin walking in a pure purpose of God. Because you have a teachable spirit, we have learned. You can outreach going beyond yourself in everything, impacting other lives. There's not one person in this house that, that cannot, in a sense that cannot go outside and impact others. There's not one person here that you have the ability to go out and change lives. Whether you've known the Lord today, you received the Lord this morning as you walked in, or if you've known the Lord 50 years, you have an ability to impact people's lives. You have the ability to change a nation. God used Pastor Ted and what he did, and literally, uh, you hear, hear the story that he literally pushed it away from him and said, this is not normal. But God just dropped the ministry and the revelation in his lap. And because of that, Cambodia has been changed. Other nations are beginning to do the same thing because they're doing what he did, what God showed him. You can change your home. You can change your city. You can change your nation if you will begin to walk as a warrior of God and begin to understand who you are. In Matthew 11, what we find here, verse 11 through 13, says, Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force, for all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. Heaven here is declaring the kingdom of God has a declaration, and the declaration is this. There is a spiritual military operation against the kingdom of hell. We, the church, are advancing. I will say that again. We, the church, are advancing. Matthew 16, 18 and 19 says, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Let me give you the explanation of that. In the spirit realm, people are in bondage. Some are in bondage and are behind the gates of the enemy called the gates of hell. Some of your family needs rescued. Some of your neighbors need rescued. And you've been appointed by God to rescue them. Normal Physical things like giving, loving, do not open these gates. The giving and the loving brings blessings in your life so that you have abundance to do the work of the ministry and to live your life in peace and in joy. But it takes a warrior who is willing to take authority that is rightfully given to them and open the gates. Church, Rescue those around you. 
It is our privilege and opportunity to kick the gates down of hell. The authority given to us has a 100% ability to win. Poverty, abuse, addictions, deception, sickness are stuck behind hell's gates. Last week we stated we need to want people more than Satan wants them. We need to outthink. We need to outspend, outgive, and outwork Satan. Christians are getting hammered not because Satan is stronger, it is because we have forgotten who we are and the authority that we have. We are not a social club, even though I like socializing with you. We are not a social club, we are the army of God. We are a military outpost of the kingdom of heaven bringing people to Christ. I think we need to clap for that. Amen. Last week we ended with a scripture. I want to read this today and I want to move forward and really show you how to do this. People always say, well, I'm a warrior, but how do I do this? Because I, I get stuck between love and peace and, you know, because of my belief, I don't fight, all, all the different things. Bottom line, we're going to understand what the Word of God really says. We're going to kick religion out and we're going to begin to walk in the reality. Now, Valley Community Church, we, we have been taught, we have been discipled. And when I talk about the church, I'm talking holistic. I'm talking about the church in the world. I'm talking about the millions of Christians that are around the world. In Luke 14, verse 25, it says this. Now great multitudes went with him, and he turned and said to them, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whatever does not, and whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? Lest, after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. God has given you the authority and the anointing to finish. Or what king going to make war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000. Or else while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation to ask conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. You and I have been designed to be faithful to this house, to grow together, to go out from this house and conquer and win others for Jesus, kicking hell's gates down. So I'm going to show you how. The church thrives in history 
we looked back, we have thrived in history, and we thrive today. When we know who we are and pursue God's purposes in a military fashion. I'm going to say that again, in a military fashion. Jesus even said this at one point. He turned and talked to the disciples who said, all these people are following me, but they don't know why. They're looking for something. They don't know why. They're following me, but they don't know why. He says, we are going to war, and it will cost everything that they have. It'll cost everything that you have. Luke 10, verse 17 through 20 says, Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw, let me paraphrase, I saw God's authority, which is your authority. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you that same authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. It is a privilege to be a warrior for God. It is a privilege to stand there and, and see at once in a while the enemy coming in and then slapping you. It is a privilege to stand there and then look at him straight in the face and say, you have nothing over me. I take a hold of this and in Jesus' name, get the out of here. Amen. Jesus said, I'll give you the authority. Rejoice because in the spirit realm you are a son or a daughter and have one. When you face the stuff you face in this world, you are a son or a daughter. There are four requirements for successful warfare. And I'm going to give you those today. The first requirement for being successful in your warfare is we must have hatred towards the enemy. That doesn't sound like church, Pastor. I'm going to go to a church that walks around in sloppy agape. Whatever happens. Before 9-11, we were attacked around the world by Al-Qaeda. When 9-11 took place, we recognized how evil it was. You see ISIS, the genocide. There's a report in the past five years, over 500,000 Christians have been killed for their belief. But we sit in America, and we're concerned about what people say when there are hundreds of thousands of people being killed for what they believe. The beheadings, the rape, you see the literal evil that they are. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, 
It says, he who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. The only person you can hate, though, is the devil. From the very beginning, God showed us how to hate the devil. In Genesis 3, verse 13 and 14, it says, And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. Then he gave us the ability to sense the evil in Satan. And in verse 15, he says this, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Enmity is the exact opposite of agape love. It is the exact opposite of agape love. This love that we walk in, enmity that was put in mankind was to hate the work of the enemy. And what happens is because we don't understand agape love, we don't understand these things, we begin to hate people. And hatred is never towards people. You, a Christian, because of your beliefs, are accused of being a hater, of being a, a racist, of being whatever, a bigot, whatever. You are accused of that because the enemy knows he's trying to blind you from the very thing that God gave us to destroy the works of the enemy is to know that the enemy is the things that he does as we are to hate. For years, for decades, Al-Qaeda was killing Christians and, and killing our military. Then it came into our own ground, and we saw the evil. And we see today that the enemy is beheading homes. The enemy is coming against your children. And what are we doing? What does the devil have to do to get us to hate the evil where you begin to go and attack him? See, this, this uh, sloppy agape has been taught for so many years is that we don't have an ability, even our own th religious thought processes, to go to the enemy's gates and kick it down. Because we think we're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to sit around a campfire and sing kumbaya. And the, and the Lord has given us the authority on this earth to be the warrior to destroy the works of the enemy for your home, for your neighbors, for your businesses. And we have to get to a place in our life that we understand that we're not hating people. It's not because they have a different opinion. Let me just tell you, I said this last week. The world will have a different opinion than you. A sinner will act like a sinner. A sinner will think like a sinner. A sinner will do the things that a sinner does. But you are to love them. 
but you are to hate what's behind what causes them to do what they do. And it's the evil of Satan that wants that comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus came to give us life, and in that life, more abundance. It took a lot for America to see the evil in Al-Qaeda and ISIS. There are a lot of Christians who are playing nice with the devil. Listen very closely. Accepting his evil as just part of life. We accept the very things that are going on in our cities and our, our state and our country, in our homes, in our families, in our children, in our schools. We accept it. Not because we like it, but we accept it because we don't understand we are warriors. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And we are to take that authority. If you go into your business and you never walk in there and say, in Jesus' name, Lord, let this business be kingdom-minded. Let this business be a kingdom-minded business that we will destroy the works of the enemy. We will be the ones of integrity. We will be the ones that will example Jesus Christ and we will lead other businesses to the Lord. Why are Christians not mad enough at the devil? Because we have authority over him. Many Christians don't believe there's an actual Satan. I said that quickly. I'm going to just say this again. Many Christians don't believe there is an actual Satan. There's a research in George Barna, who's one of the uh, best research companies in the world, Christian. In 2009 survey of, of 1,871 people who were Christians, four out of 10 Christians strongly agree Satan is not a living being, but a symbol of evil. 40%. Two out of 10 Christians, 19%, say they agree somewhat with that perspective. So a minority of Christians believe Satan is real. So basically, 59, 60% of believers don't believe Satan is real, that he is just a symbolic figure. Now, didn't Jesus talk about the devil? Luke 4 and Matthew 4 tells us Jesus was in a personal battle with the devil himself. I ask this question. Not really to you, I'm asking the question to the world, the, the believers in the world. If what the Bible says about Satan is not true, then do you believe what the Bible says of Jesus is true? Maybe Jesus is just a symbolic figure. Let me say this, much of the church doesn't believe there's a hell. Jesus taught more about hell in Scripture than he did about heaven. I don't know if you knew that. Here's my thought process on this. You know how your pastor works. Then if what the Bible says about hell is not true, then is heaven true? Again, I'm not talking about valley community. 
I'm talking to the whole church. We like going in the Bible and become selective what we believe and don't believe. Let me just read this to you. First of all, let me make a statement to Valley and to the world. I believe every letter in the Bible. 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17 says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. I hate the devil for what he does to children and youth. Church, there is a devil. At some point in all of our lives, we must realize we are the only force, the church, that can stop the devil. Religion can't do it. Statues can't do it. Certain prayers can't do it. It is the body of Christ that understands their authority and their purpose and begin to become that warrior and begin to go against hell's gates. And by the way, we learned last week, gates don't chase you. You have to go to the gate. The DNA of valley is we have authority and we must destroy the works of the enemy. So we need to understand we have that DNA to hate the devil, to love people. Second requirement to win the war is we have to have great compassion for people who are lost and hurting. You and I must love people. Matthew 16, verse 18 and 19, speaking to Peter, says, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, the gates of hell, shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Let me give you that paraphrase. I read this last week also because I really want you to see what the Lord is speaking to the church. I'm not just saying valley. Let me tell you how God works. I got a text message this morning at quarter to nine from the president of our organization. And he said, the Holy Spirit told me you are speaking on a strong topic. I'm praying for you. And I want to tell you that when God begins to speak to others around our nation and around the world, then what he's doing is he's saying this to the church. Because we're in the beginning of end times. Could be another thousand years. I don't know. Preferably, I really don't care. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the work of the Lord in my life. I want your relationships, I want your marriages, I want your homes, I want your children to rise up and be everything God purposed for them to be. And the only way that takes place is when you and I become a warrior that walks in love, but hates and destroys the works of the enemy. Because our battle, again, is not against flesh and blood. Even though sometimes... Your spouse, your friends, your family members 
might look like the devil. The way they're acting. Let me give you this paraphrase. On the confession of my lordship, I will establish my church, and all of hell's power cannot withstand you. As you find suffering people being held captive by the devil and set them free in my name, I will give you all the authority of my kingdom to set them free from the devil's dominion. Whatever you disallow on earth, I will honor. What you allow, I will honor. You cannot be stopped as you seek to set people free. Set them free. Here's here's what I just want to say this to you and I'll go on because it's a whole other subject. But if someone at work, someone in your family, someone driving down the freeway offends you, first thing you need to think about, Are they, are they right in what they're saying? And if they are, ask for forgiveness. And if they're not right, then see if it's a demonic attack against you. Love the person. Hear me out. Love the person, but destroy the enemy. Satan. Spiritual. I'm going to show you how. See people with eyes of compassion and open the gate to get them out. The Bible says, a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Someone saw through my exterior and opened the gates of hell and loosed me into salvation. Someone did that for you too. With people, we need to see what God sees. I'm not talking about psychology. We have freedom ministry, but it's a spiritual thing. It's not psychology. Jesus loved people others didn't love. Jesus went to others that people would not go to. Let me just say this. Those in the church are sheep. Hello, sheep. Those outside the church are fish. Sheep don't eat fish food. Fish don't eat sheep food. (laughs) Fish are outside the church. And Jesus says, I will make you fishers of men. So when you are going after fish, you have to fish with fish food. Give them what they're hungry for. You know what the world is hungry for? If they're sick, they want to be healed. If in bondage, they want to be set free. If they have marriage problems, miracles in their relationships. That's the food we feed them. To be relevant with the world is to walk in the miraculous. Not to just be their friend. Sometimes you have to get out of the boat to catch fish, too. Jesus sent out the 70, as we read that, out to fish. If they are healed and set free, they will come to church. It's not a program. Lost people act like lost people, too. 
<laughs> they do. Lost people act like lost people. They don't know where they're going. They don't know who they are. And it's your job to knock down hell's gates so that the freedom of the word can manifest. Did you know that the Bible even says this? Your responsibility as a congregation to pray for your pastor that the word of God may have free course. If you don't pray for your pastor, the word will not have free course. That's not my fault. Because I'm speaking the word of God and I've prayed and I've prepared myself and the word will go. The word will touch lives. But when we, the church, gather together and come as one, what will take place is we will defeat any work of the enemy that will want to come in and bring dissension in you or bring dissension in anybody in your home or wherever you are. Are we learning something here? So let's look at the third step of winning the war. Active power and authority to overcome the enemy. We are to have active power and authority to overcome the enemy. You must use it. Jesus gave us the badge, which is authority, exousia. We studied that already. And he also gave us the gun called power. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. It bothers me when Christians, well, this Holy Spirit thing, it scares me. That's your power. Are you getting tired of losing? Then we need to dive in and we need to make it to a place where we allow the Holy Spirit to be so daily that we are listening to him and we are talking to him. And that we allow him to move in our lives. We allow the power of God to move in our lives. And the problem is there are a lot of Christians that are losing all the time because they push the Holy Spirit away because some ding-dong on top of a platform said it's not for today. Read the Bible. It is there. We must learn how to use the authority. Let me tell you how simplistic it is. Know the word and proclaim what it says. Know the word and proclaim what it says. It's simplistic. You fight and you fight and one day victory happens. Why? Because you attack the gates of hell. You're not attacking people. You're not attacking people. I told you the story one time walking home, Echo Park, I went to school there and lived there, so I had to walk about a mile and a half or so to, to work, and uh, Friday night it was late, and I'm walking home, and the guy comes up to me and says, uh, do you have a quarter for me? I said, no, I don't have a quarter for you. And uh, so he stood in front of me, and the reality, what was going to happen, but on the way while I was walking, I was praying in the Spirit. And, and I was just praying in the Spirit. It was dark. It was Echo Park. And uh, so I'm just walking, looking, watching, you know, being smart. And the guy stopped. And he, he stood there. And there were a couple other guys off to the side that I saw that they would jump in if I started to fight with him. 
And uh, I said, no, I don't have a quarter. And he says, no, I, I don't want your quarter. I said, I'm sorry, I don't have a quarter for you. And he went back to, I saw him moving like he was going to do something, and all of a sudden he froze. It was like... <laughs> and at first I looked, I went... You know, and you know what it was? The Lord froze him. And if you, and if you just say, well, really, Pastor? Yeah. Because I looked twice, like... But you know how I am, you know what my first thought was? Oh, dude, I'm coming now. <laughs> no, no, I didn't do that. You know what I did? Like a good person? I ran like, you know what? I ran for a while, I looked back, and there he was still standing there. I wanted to go back the next day and see if he was still there, but... But, uh, you know, but see, that's what God does. He, even though people may do evil, he loves people. But sometimes because they choose to be like their father, the devil, sometimes you have to even, in a physical way, in military basis, you have to destroy. And we must understand is that if we will begin to do what God's... Young people, you're in school, you don't have to go around and say, oh, I'm a Christian and rah, 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 and all the different things. You just walk around, you pray in tongues, and if something comes up, you just say, in the name of Jesus, that is not for me, that is not true. Some people bullies you, you know. You just say, Lord, just like with Pastor Gary, freeze him one day so I can kick... No, just kidding. (laughs) But... You get to that place. and Because why I'm, I'm making you laugh a little bit is because, you know, we don't get this. And because we don't get this, it's not because we're not smart. It's not because we don't know. It's because we've been brainwashed through the years of religious church of to do nothing. God's in control. Kumbaya. Let's light a fire and sing some sweet songs. Don't sing that song, but let's sing this. You know, really? Let's begin to see, even when you're children. I'll tell you, my greatest thing that I love with with babies is when I grab babies, they're around. I do it all the time. When they're around in my house or, or at the church, I get to hold a baby, walk around with them in a learning center or whatever. I will proclaim the purposes of God over that baby's life. And I will say in Jesus' name, Satan, you have no hold on this child. We had, I I just met a new baby at our house, you know, a couple weeks ago, and I asked if I could hold the baby, and so I walked outside, I walked around in the backyard, and and, uh, just was doing that. And, And the reason why I do that is because I'm in God's military. And every chance I get with people, I destroy the works of the enemy. And I love people. And let me just tell you this. Some people are really evil. Some people are really mean. And if you get in the flesh, you'd just rather slap them than love them. But you have to understand it. What is your job? The reason why they're acting the way they're acting is because they're stuck behind 
the gates of hell. They're, they're bitter, they're angry, they're sick, they're in pain. Church, when you're in pain, some of you I talk to you all the time, when you're in pain, it's hard to be nice because you're hurting. It's hard to always smile. And people, sometimes you're the safe person they can let it all out on. But here's the problem. It's the pain. It's not them. So in Jesus' name, you destroy the gate. You open the gate of healing, and they will come and rejoice. Do you think the guy that was healed at the pools that was lame, do you think he just says, oh, man, I'm healed. Okay, I'll just go to 7-Eleven and get a Coke now. No, he jumped and he shouted and he, he literally, the excitement and all the whole city saw what took place. That's your ability. Change your nation. In your family, you have authority. In your job, you have authority. Again, the battle is not against your boss. God wants to use you, church. God wants to use you. Let me give you the fourth step. Praise the Lord. Get the vision and purpose of what you are attacking. Don't be blind. Why are you praying what you're praying? Did you know the Holy Spirit, when you begin to see when evil comes at you, when the attack comes at you, and that's usually by people, did you know the Holy Spirit will show you what's going on? And what you need to do is you need to go to the devil's gates where it started. Kick it open by the word of God. In Jesus' name, you have no authority or power around my life. And this person, you name them and say, this person is part of my life. Whether they're church family, family, coworkers, business partner, you name it. And you say, you take your filthy hands off of them in Jesus' name, okay? Now, let me, just, let me just allow you not to jump start something weird, okay? And when I talk about this, this is practical. I'm not against anything I'm going to talk about, but I'm against it when there's no power and authority behind it. When it is a religious act and not a spiritual truth and proclamation. You know, you'll, you'll have people that will walk around and they'll anoint every door, every window, every sock, every shoe, every car. Don't you anoint my car with oil. I'll slap you. That's my car. But the reality is, you go around and the point is, is the oil becomes the power. It becomes a thing you do that stops the enemy. He laughs at that. 
when you take, don't take authority. Hear what I'm saying? I might be stepping on some toes here. But he laughs at it when we do it. And everyone says, what did we do? What did you do? Well, we went and we, we, uh, we anointed with oil. Well, what's the purpose of that? Well, because of the oil, it's the Holy Spirit. And it's, you know. Well, all that is true. But what's the purpose of what was going on? What was hidden behind hell's gate? What was going on in the spirit realm? Then when you know, and you're, you're, you say it's in the home, then the anointing of it, you proclaim what's behind hell's gate, and you take it captive. But when you're just anointing with oil and slapping, you're just dirtying someone's house. There's no power. Everything that we do, if we anoint with oil and pray the prayer of, quote, quote, pray the prayer of faith, but really there's no faith. The person's forehead's oily, and you might have caused a pimple. Uh, and again, curling your toes if I'm stepping. Okay? But here's the reality. God has given us an ability to take our home, our relationships, our jobs, our state, our government back for the kingdom of God. Amen. And we have to, in Jesus' name, see what it is. And when God has put a plan and a purpose in your heart, and you are moving down that road, and you're seeing all of Hades coming against you, I want you to understand, don't you back off. You recognize to the Lord, you say, Lord, instill in me what you have said. And then you go with purpose. And if you need to anoint some with oil, you anoint it with oil. If you need to sing, you sing. If you need to pray, you pray. But let me just tell you, a lot of times it is, it is not, oh, Lord, and five hours later after you've prayed for one person, there's been a thousand people passing you by that need Jesus. You hear what I'm saying? So what you do is you say, in Jesus' name, I come against the wickedness of hell, and I proclaim the word of God manifesting. Then you walk away from it, and then Holy Spirit, show me purpose. Show me more purpose. And then you begin to see the purpose. You begin to see. You get in the word of God. Then you begin to make proclamations of the word of God. You speak that word of God. And if, if a thousand you know, may fall at one side, 10,000 the other, but it will not come nigh you. Things may happen in your life. Stuff may happen. But you get to a place where you believe that you are in God's army and you win. You win. You win. Hallelujah. I got to be quiet. Let's all stand.